This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to a Reunion Radio edition of Marketing Matters, live from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania during Alumni Weekend. Here again, Barbara Kahn and Americus Reed. Hello and welcome back. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing and I'm here with Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and we are live. Hello. Hi, Barbara. Aren't you excited? I'm like, listen, I'm like crazy excited because I'm just walking around campus. I'm seeing like all of our friends, all of the Wharton alumni. Hashtag my Wharton. The Wharton School, ladies and germs. 1881. We are the first uh-huh. collegiate business school on the That's planet. Right. 97,000 alumni. Super excited to be here. Well, you just studied wow. up all these I do. facts. I, I have I'm to impressed know. myself, I, and I, I came have, from here. I have to know our brand. We, wow. have, a, yes. we have a brand. We do Thank have you very a much, brand. and it's a darn good one. It's an absolutely great one. <laughs> and as our next guest here for Alumni Weekend, yes. we have Erica Clevin, Clevinger. Is that? It's Erica Clevenger Pope. Very wow. hard name Can I just say, say that is a fantastic name? It is a beautiful name. I mean, name. and that's a fantastic name. Once you name. finally get over it, you, <laughs> you will remember it. So what, yeah, once you encode once you it, it's there. It, it's yeah, burned it into the very yeah. fiber like of the your pope yeah. part. That's yeah. very yeah. easy yes. for me. Yes. Pope. Very fun when we go to <laughs> traveling. Yes. People see Pope on yes, like, my kids' jerseys and they're like, Erico is currently the vice president of global marketing for Nestle Purina Pet Clear. Care and she's in the global strategic business unit, global unit. Mm. But she left Wharton in 1999 as an MBA graduate. class of 99. Nice. Wow. Yes, I can't believe it. How did, wow. that, how did that happen? How does it feel to be back? <laughs> it feels so different. It does. I, have, it really? I, have, I really haven't been back since the 10 year reunion, and since then gotcha. the campus is. Totally so that's different. 2009. This is 20. So this is yeah, your 20 this year? This is my 20, 20 year. year. Wow. And so it's been a blast already. I've been, only been here a few hours. That's awesome. Was everybody. it really physically different? Do we have physically, Huntsman Do we have Huntsman? Well, Huntsman was new to me when I came back for the 10 year. Gotcha. Okay. Because we were in Vance Hall. Vance? Yeah. Wow. Remember that? Okay. Remember those days? Yeah. <laughs> but I did notice that the, the folders are still there. I love that. Yeah, yes. yes. Our they mail are. folders. The mail folders are. Are. Yeah. are still there. They are still there. It is there. pretty amazing. We have those stupid mail folders. Exactly. Right. Oh, That's a good nope. point. And there's, they are. They're everywhere. They're yes. Just the word school, like leading the way on cutting edge technology. <laughs> yeah. as it were. There's yeah. my mail folder. <laughs> With my flyers still in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, okay, totally. so let's anyway, start back, back in the beginning. Why did you go sure. to MBA school? Yeah. Well, I um, did out of undergrad. I had interest in marketing, um, but I went straight into consulting. Okay. Kind of maybe the yeah. standard. The that standard. Many yeah. kind of standard. Yeah. Kids and and a, lot of, a lot of the students say this is going to be kind of a launching pad. Exactly. It's kind of like everyone's doing this. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll generate some skills, learn a bunch of stuff, and extend sort of my, extend my education. Yep. Was it a management consulting or marketing? It was management uh-huh. consulting. Mm-hmm. So I did with Deloitte Management Consulting. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I got exposure to all these different functions. And mm-hmm. there was one project I had that was very specific to product development pipeline. Okay. It was the, the era of reengineering, reengineering uh-huh. this and that and the other. Yes. And it was awesome. And I thought, okay, I think I may have found maybe more my niche here. I was always interested in marketing, but now I've found something that really speaks to me. So I thought, okay, I'm going to look at 
awesome schools. And oh, so nice. I came to Wharton. Wow. So that, amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking for these generalizations to our students because yeah. they come back and ask me for all this career advice. Of course, I'm a professor. None of them want to be professors. So I got to <laughs> take this. So you you went into a typical, for many of our students, yeah, a consulting very... world and used it to look around to Absolutely. find what you were, what where your passion was. Right. Mm-hmm. And then once you found that, you went back to MBA school, Wharton, to and get expertise in that. Absolutely. And very specific to um, you know, marketing, which is interesting. You know, Wharton, I got a finance degree. I was at Wharton. But at the same time, because I wanted to apply some of the analytics to my marketing career, I thought. Um, but then the marketing exposure was tremendous. Do you remember too. any of your marketing classes? Oh, my chance? gosh. It's been 20 Uh-oh. years. Uh-oh. <laughs> you can't ask me that. That, that was you, pretty sure that was going to be the answer. Yeah, there was this Professor Khan that was just <laughs> like, uh, exactly. she was awesome. She was like, yeah, famous. Sure that was was she famous be. or infamous? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, Do you even remember the name of the question? Honestly, between then and now, yeah. between work, there was four children. So I'm just going to say, I lost my mind completely. It's all one blur. Okay. Yeah. One but blur. but school was worth it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh-huh. It was worth it. Um, and I would say, you know, it was such a fascinating time because it was 1999. Mm-hmm. So it was the, you know, digital era was booming. booming. Silicon Valley was calling. Yep. And mm-hmm. what was really interesting about the choices I, I made was I was very interested in the psychology of why people do the things that they do. Oh, wow. So at the time... Oh. That's what we study. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. Now consumer, you're talking our language. Yeah. Be a professor. Ooh, I know, right? <laughs> I like do your PhD. So <laughs> consumer packaged goods, right? Why do people pick the things that they pick? They could choose anything. Um, but I really wanted to do CPG. But at the time, there was such a draw to go do the, the digital this, the Silicon Valley yeah, this, the start of that. that is and so it was actually a really hard choice to go to craft foods. Interesting. So you, where is craft? Wow. Is that Chicago? Chicago. It's Chicago, right. But I really, right. well, I wanted to go back to Chicago. I had some other, you know, there's P&G and some other ones as well. But I really wanted to be kind of more Midwest. Chicago was closer to home for me from mm-hmm. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone gave me such a hard time because I didn't pick. The funky monkey thing yeah. out of, you know, yeah, right. the coasts. Right. Um, but it really was these – I really wanted to get that CPG sort of traditional – yeah. So like what when was I went, your sorry, last when title? I, yeah, I was yeah. just a brand manager. Brand, brand, made a brand manager coming yeah. – well, assistant brand manager when yeah. you start, sort of your very traditional role. Yeah. But in um, uh, Kraft, which was at the time the pizza company, was where I entered. So mm-hmm. I Ooh. did the yeah. Tombstone Pizza and Tombstone. the Giorno oh, that Pizza. Right. The, the, pizza the Pizza Wars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. This and is but, serious business. But, yeah. I mean, it, so Tombstone Pizza was awesome because it's it was targeted against teenage boys mm-hmm. and their families. So think about that psychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, like yes, that yes. Right? You can do some funky you things in advertising really, if that's your... I will just say my first promotion was um, going to these... Uh, Skater park, ramp parks, uh, you know, completely out of my element. But, you know. Right. Totally. Trying to get the psychology of that teen boy and what right. was going on that back then. Right. It's been almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you did that, let me just ask yeah. you a question. So you have both. You have the analytics and the psychology background. <laughs> when you were creating these ad campaigns for that, how much was based on data versus based on creativity? And, you know, how did you? Intuition, right. Yeah. Versus yeah. The, the empirical piece is huge here. Well, exactly. Yeah. I think there was there was a lot that we did. You know, back in the day, there's, I feel like it's we've got so many more tools today than mm-hmm. we did back then. But back at then. And the most, and I still think it can be the most powerful, is the 
the focus groups where it's actually more one-on-one. It's more discussion. You yep. kind of mm-hmm. um, we didn't even many of these in settings that were atypical at the time. So not in your typical mm-hmm. you know sterile rooms. Right. With here's the, the one-way glass. Did you do yeah. focus glass. groups in the skate park? We would do them in the skate park. We would do them near a concert venue or yep. wherever where they could feel comfortable. So friend groups were really important. Huge. So they could just really open up and tell us right. how they think because it was all in the context of their social yeah. media. I, I teach this, I mean, I preach this all the time in the classes. It's like the, the students come in and they immediately want a P&L and it's just like, you know what? The first thing you got to do is go yes. talk to your customers. I mean, it's almost an anthropological, <laughs> ethnographic, you know, you got to oh, become... Don't get me started. You know what I mean? No, but you got, I mean, you literally have to become Jane Goodall. You got to go out there <laughs> and you just got to be with monkeys. them. Yeah, <laughs> study them. It's study. True. Live with them. I, be with them, and right? And I will take that thread all the way to present day. Yeah, I mean, that absolutely. is absolutely, I think it's been... Huge. The, the cornerstone of effective, mm-hmm. really, really connecting with the consumer. Mm-hmm. But so do you tie it back and forth? Do you go, you get the insights, then you test it, then you get the insights? Is that or? I would say, yeah, in general, yes. Um, it's interesting, you know, that was then. So after four years with Kraft, I moved to Pet Care. So okay. now I'm at Nestle Pyrenean. I'm in Pet Care. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's Kraft also? And that is actually Nestle. Okay, so you so, moved companies. So right? I moved companies. So in 2003, I moved companies. And so I've been there now 15 years. And I've oh, done wow. every dog brand you can think of. <laughs> Wait, before you get to that, also, I'm just curious. That's it's awesome. partly for my kids' purpose. But yeah. um, how do you make that transition? How did you get from uh, Kraft to Nestle? So that was interesting. It was sort of an... Uh, this gets kind of like too much information, but um, I, my husband and I were living apart for four years. I was at Kraft Foods, mm-hmm. and he was in St. Louis, and he had he was kind of working with a company. He really thought this was a long term play for him. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, we got so we got I, we were here. I graduated from Wharton. We got married, and then at the plane, I said, "Well, okay. Well, I'm going to my job, and it's in Chicago, and he's going to his job, and it's in St. Louis. Oh, wow! So we did it for four years. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I got was expecting our first. This is where it gets too much information. I was expecting <laughs> our first child, and right? I was like, "Fine. Yeah, I was trying to. I am going to move <laughs> to St. Louis to have this baby, and then I'm going to have this baby, and we're going back to Chicago. Wow! But then, 15 years later, interesting. We're still in St. Louis because I had a friend. And it's interesting. Even at that age, you know, you think, what is the importance of networks? It's really important. And even at that, she was young and she was starting her career as well in marketing. But she said, I have a company I think you should check out. Mm -hmm. And I've got a couple of people I'd like you to meet. Oh, wow. And it was, at the end of the day, ended up being her director of marketing on a brand and um, the chief marketing officer eventually. And, And that literally, they said, you know what, we will hire you after... After you get through kind of the baby and you're ready wow. to start back, and Amazing. it was it was awesome because That's I awesome. felt very. And this is just more for your female viewers. I mean, our listeners. Um, I was super pregnant. <laughs> wow, I came okay. in with this like ginormous. As, 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 as the lone male in the room, I am now feeling a little uncomfortable. Well, and I, I just uh, say that because, cool because yes, super you're not pregnant. Right. And they, oh, I got you, got yes, you, got yeah. you, got you. Meaning yeah. that's what I mean. Meaning yeah. they were very yeah. open that's why to. I didn't get it. I, I was like, wow. They're, they're, I got it instantly. There are gradations. They're super pregnant. There's that much means they're not super pregnant. Right, right. Well, in just interviewing, I was meaning it was quite obvious, and I felt vulnerable. But they were very. Amazing, oh, and I've had an amazing career with these wow. guys. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so now you're at Nestle, and you've done every kind of dog. Every dog brand you can think of. Interesting. Um, but that, and I did that for 11 years. Mm-hmm. In the last five years, I, I actually, and you go through, uh, probably when you're traditional interviewees here, but, you know, you do the ABM role and the brand manager role and then mm-hmm. the director role and then the director of marketing role and then the portfolio lead role. And Okay, so we I did all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
the last five years of my tenure in the U.S., I actually ran the U.S. portfolio. Oh, so nice. um, it's the U.S. business. Which of is about, all the pets, not just dogs? Or? Just dogs. Oh, so still that, just dogs. Still it's dogs. that big. It's that big. So three and a half billion is about our portfolio wow, on the that's dogs. A lot just of in dogs. the U.S. market. Whoa, three and, and a half. Yeah. B- that's with a B. That's with so a B. So how wow. do you focus groups with dogs? Are you doing dog <laughs> uh, well, yeah. well, they're very picky. Well, actually, cats are quite picky. Cats are less picky. And cats are quite finicky and sort of run the roost, and the dogs are much more like part of the family, one of the kids. That's funny. Yeah, it's um, funny just to interrupt really quick. Yeah. I was in the groceries aisle one day. I had I had a cat. Uh, and I was, you had a cat. I had a cat. Yes, I did. His name was Jonesy D. Cat. Well. Anyway, so uh, so I'm in the grocery store and I'm like, you know, looking, you know, doing the thing. I'm checking it out. And this woman steps up behind me and taps me on the shoulder. And I turn around and I said, yes. And, and she says to me, she looks me right in the face mm-hmm. and she says, he doesn't care. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you know, I'm like contemplating, no, should I get the tuna? She, she does not have a cat. <laughs> she does not have I was a like, cat. You are not a cat owner. Yeah, yeah. You do not know. Yes. And <laughs> that, <know>? so <laughs> that leads me to kind of tie a previous point, which is consumer segmentation. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we have a $3.5 billion category at the time. And Several, several brands. And so how do you navigate that? Well, right. you can't mm-hmm. all target the same thing. Right. They'll just cannibalize each other. So, so what's segmentation, segmentation scheme in dog owners? I love well, this. you have to think, yeah. So yeah. a lot of it's attitudinal motivational. It's mm-hmm. very much how the owner feels about the relationship with their pet. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. psychology that they have, the mm-hmm. psychology oh, that's yeah, interesting. that they have with their pet um, dictates how they view the world of pet food choices. Okay, so wow. give me what are the, what this can is you fantastic. give us? This key is, segments. No, but so, I lo- well, I can I just I, I just yeah. is huge because I think that you know sometimes I mean I, I don't know if this is true, but I almost believe that pets almost look like their oh, owners. Oh yeah, that's that's just true, right? <laughs> I don't have any data on this, but like when I see I've someone seen a lot with of pets their pet, and a lot of owners, and some I, of them do look like you know, some don't. Oh, okay, okay, well maybe so that's availability. Okay, okay, maybe you and your cat. Yeah, yeah. My cat bias. is quite handsome. Thank she you very much. From us. She, knows she did. She knows. But this, this is actually huge, right? Because you can you can think of like a spectrum mm-hmm. of folks. Like you know, some, some people want that. You know, they, I see some people who have like the pit bull or the Rottweiler, and it's like a totally <laughs> different thing that they're doing than someone who's got like the beagle well, or the so hound. But totally different. But that ties to your you know your underlying needs and motivations about yep. what choice of a yeah, pet. Yeah. So can do you, you just want? tell us yeah. some of the key? Um, so like an paint example, the pictures. Uh, yeah, I will get like maybe two specific just okay. so the you know, listeners can follow along but like an example would be um it's almost like parenting you've got parents who are yep. super uh, they're going to analyze everything they want to understand all the facts they're going to optimize all the information make sure they can do the best so that they can do the best that they can for their mm-hmm. their kiddo mm-hmm. or their dog or their cat they actually we have these types of owners. It's so now, who are these? So now, who are those? What types of foods do they want? Well, yep. they want oh the foods God. where they are. They are going to be reading the label. They are it, going to be yep. wanting to double click into your website. Information processing, totally different. Information processing, and they yep. want that level of insight. And they want assurances. They want scientifically proven. Mm. And they want. Well, do you in run, some cases, we might even have clinical trials. Yes, we do clinical trials. <laughs> oh my Absolutely. God! So for especially for our therapeutic diets, but for some of our high end, we'll do we'll do clinical trials because that's the type of expectation that these types of consumers are looking for. Wow, that's really Versus, you know, maybe more of a happy-go-lucky, I just want 100% complete balance. I just want to make sure that the food is good enough so we can go out and play and have fun and they have the energy that they need. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to really think about that part of it too much because the fun part (laughs) is what I want. 
And so then we have brands like Beneful for you because it's happy. It's joyful. It sort of t- celebrates the relationship. The food is 100% complete and balanced. You can trust us for that. But we're enabling the relationship you want to have in a way that mm-hmm. you can feel like you're the responsible owner. Mm-hmm. So. I love that idea, though, because uh, it's huge from a psychographic perspective. And it plays into this analysis of really trying to understand the consumer, the pet, the fan, the, the, the full social, you know, context, right. almost from right. a social psychological perspective. Right. It's not just here's the animal, but it's like there's but a I deep was thinking connection. About socially, you, you're global. So, so how that, does yeah. all of do, do people all over the world think it's the same be way cultural about differences, them? No? So there are. Um, it's interesting. I, I so I've been in the global role for about five years, and um, which has been. Super awesome for me. Um, I've seen. So you travel a lot, or I do. Oh. <laughs> I do travel a lot. And home base is St. Louis. Home base is St. Louis. So mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. Uh, most of the I have to go there tonight. It's not the world's greatest airport for international travel. It is not. <laughs> I will tell you. I connect a lot, uh-huh. and so could we please get a hub? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, you would have been happier when TWA oh, was still yeah, there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 quite difficult to get places. But um, I do have the I do have the benefit of seeing different parts of the world. And what I've learned is that there's absolutely cultural differences. Um, but surprisingly, when you go to the psychological aspect of things, the motivation behind why people are motivated to have a pet, they're actually that's where it's quite similar. Mm. That that makes now sense. The oh, ex- now the expression of the yep, the, of the relationship, of the brand. Yep. Um, now we make sure that the visual properties are all consistent around the world, but mm-hmm. but the expression of maybe the flavors and the varieties, oh, are all flavors, and all wow. are all so interesting. In the wow. food's different. Oh, why yes. would dog food yes. be different? So, so like cont- in Spanish, come is it spicier? Or? <laughs> um, wow, it might be. It's actually more ingredients. <laughs> oh, more yeah, ingredients. So funny. think like in Asia, it's mostly fish. Right, you're going to lead fish. with fish. You're going to have uh, a lot of rice products. You're going to have a bonita flakes. You're going to have. Oh, that's so. But in the U.S., it's, it's much more sense, of a meat guess that. centric. So it's the culture plays into maybe the food ideologies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it comes in. But actually, at the heart of the human, mm-hmm. we're more like than we think. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. that's that cool. I, I I heard about. Uh, I want you to comment on this, Erico. About uh, like I, one of my students was involved with a startup that the, the whole premise was we're going to reimagine dog food, and mm-hmm. the whole idea was like we're going to make. No, incidentally, you had this. I did. I that is so interesting. And you, I, I want to get your feedback on this because the idea was like you know we wanted to make we want to make the dog food seem like people food, and like the idea was like it, the dog would almost have a plate of its own at the table, mm-hmm. and the idea being that it was doesn't the idea. It, that would yeah. <laughs> Well, huh. students what grade often did have, you give that? I, I know, right? <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't part of my class, but I'm just saying, you know, because everyone shows yeah. up with a deck and they're like, I got a company. It's yeah. like, let me, yeah. what's your company? It's like, here's the deck. It's, and it's not like, as well, crazy as you but, think. But, but, I, but I'm he thinking, didn't you know, think it. I thought I, it was crazy. The, the <laughs> argument was there are a bunch of people out there who almost want to see the dog as like almost on the same level. I can just picture that like, with the napkin <laughs> Yeah. And the whole thing is like, so, so, I, but to, I guess the point, yeah. the question being, Erico, like what are some of the disruptive things that are going on out there in the this space yeah. that you say, hey, we need to pay attention to this. this because oh, wow. that's just clearly a growing market. Every single, every time a store closes in Center City, a dog store opens up in its place. <laughs> yeah. Seems like people are way more into dogs than ever before. It's definitely a growing category. Absolutely. And that's true worldwide. And I think there's uh, companionship. People want that in this kind of digitized world where you 
it's hard to stay connected. Your your pet will always love you, will always be there. Mm-hmm. Your cat might hide from you, but they'll come out occasionally, right? But your <laughs> yes. dog is always there waiting. And, you know, So yes. that's one of the things that people, I actually think the emotional connection of pet is what's going to help this category be successful. So, well, yeah, so what, the, what are some disrupting, what are the disrupting? Uh, noticing yeah, things? So like, what, for example, just yeah. like, the, you know, the, a huge thing right now is kind of like the app game. Like you can get, you can put the 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 monitor on oh, the dog yeah. and you get information oh, yeah, on the dog yeah. and you can kind of, or, you know, yeah. like the idea of, you know, kind of tailoring the nutrition based on the act, the specific oh, activity that the dog oh, yeah. is doing. Oh, so yeah, you put a Fitbit on yeah. your... Yeah. Yeah. So, was, so, so connected pet devices, yes, yeah. those are definitely out there. I, I think for me, what would I would say, probably the most disruptive trends, I would say in the past when people used to think about what they ate... Um, we call that humanization. Like what what I eat is good for my family. That's the what fish I story what I eat is good story. for my pet. It yeah. used to have a quite a lag. So maybe you know three, four, five years, you'd see a human trend, a oh, food human trend yeah. cascade into yes. cascade into pet. <laughs> yes, it is like, no carbs for Fido. Okay, <laughs> great keto <laughs> diet, grain free. That's probably right. the one of the largest subsegments that we have. Gluten in pet free. Food. Yeah. yeah right. So now they're happening like that. Interesting. Oh, it's almost so it's almost simultaneous. So now we don't have to pay attention just to what pet food trends are happening. We have to pay attention to human food trends. Lactose intolerant, gluten free, keto. Paleo Wow. <laughs> exactly. Now, how they get expressed in pet, you know, might be a little bit different, but oh, that's so and we do funny. have to, you know, be very true to the physiology of a pet or a, a cat or a dog. Um, but yeah, these things happen quickly. The other thing I would say, I do think like this digitally empowered care mm. is going to be mm-hmm. huge. What he's talking about, like yes. the Fitbit on the dog. Yeah, and stuff. whether it's, um, you know, whether it's connected devices that tell you more information for those consumers who are desperate for to know even more information about their pets so they can do be the best parent parent possible. Right. This is actually going to reinforce that first that segment psycho- that you were talking yeah, about. Like now they have like everything at yeah, their fingertips. Yeah, that crazy right? segment. That's how I remember them. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Right. Or you've got, um, you know, people want to live their lives with their, they want to be closer to their pets. So things like the ecosystems that help you, okay, where are the hotels that are pet friendly? Where are the oh, restaurants that are pet friendly? Right, right, how right. can I enable like my life? Buff, you know? Right, like right, really right, right. Yes, right, like my right. life, I want to be with my pet, so let right. me Help me find that's, ways. That's exactly the idea. You're traveling right. cross country, and you're, you're going to have to go for miles and miles and miles if right. this hotel won't take a pet. Right. So how wow. can you help right. me? And so I think... Um, is there a green book for pet owners? I don't know if there's literally a green book. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. there's definitely services, these you know digital apps that help you. And are the companies like very uh, like at a high level? Are they very interested in like creating these partnerships and like well, trying I, to like, well, you know... I, I think right now it's like... Uh, the Wild West. I mean, everyone's uh, rushing in, right? Yep, mm-hmm. So we're we've got the technology. We know this is an important category. People are quite emotional about it. So how could and people are looking for these services. So it's all ripe for it. Mm-hmm. I think in the end, you're gonna have to figure out how to monetize these things. What about like the, mm-hmm. going cross selling, like the coat? I mean, dog clothes and uh, dog leashes and or is that? What I mean, some, I that's mean, big in the retail segment. I mean, we don't get into that space. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm um, sure you don't. But I wonder if these startups absolutely. might like. Yeah, do this startups whole are trying to do like they a, are. Yeah, yeah. there's million. That's why you see a dog store popping up. You can be, yeah. you know, an individual of one, starting up your own independent pet pet shop store, very specific to biscuits or very specific to, 
you know, desserts or specific to clothing Mm -hmm. or all the way to, you know, this more comprehensive care that we're talking about. And and just in terms of your advertising dollars, just in general, Mm -hmm. do you like are you doing more social media advertising? Mm -hmm. Like, do you sponsor the dog shows? Oh, yes. In fact, a Purina Pro Plan dog has won 10 years out of 10 years best in show. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Erica just dropped the mic. I just dropped the mic. You, you guys yeah. didn't hear that. It just—it was I, awesome. It, it is an That's amazing, amazing. It's an amazing That's brand, huge. product, formulation, and the best of the best in the industry use it. So it's it's a it's a wonderful marketing challenge, right? It's getting the news out on something. You've got an amazing product and people just need to know. Right, <laughs> That's right. where marketing comes in. Right? Yeah, right, right. Right. Um, but you're right. The mix has changed a lot um, in my 15 years. You know, you used to be able to, to do the TV spot, set it and forget it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, now it's just comprehensive touch points, every possible touch point you can think about and you have to prioritize where, you know, where does my branding to show up for this type of consumer given um, what they need and what we can share. Mm-hmm. And so are there need. like massive work running up on time a little bit yeah. here. Are there like massive like, you know, dog owner influencers that are like, you know, oh, out yes. there there's like there's, I haven't looked at that world. There's tons oh, of there. yeah. anything you can imagine that's happening in like human food or fashion is it's, happening in that. Oh, <laughs> that fashion. Been, that's like wow. my, my Doggy head. fashion, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Human food, fashion, I think, I entertainment, think, absolutely. any music any, it's happening. Dogs look oh, great in little sweaters. They look fantastic, <laughs> you know. I I love it when I see, you know, them walking around because a lot of times it is like the the pet owners are like living vicariously through this yeah, this this very, family member. It's very important family member. Do you have a dog, by the way? We actually don't. I have a dog. <laughs> she's, the, she's the guru. And she's like, I, should, yeah. I have two allergic sons. You have so. four kids. Understood. But, so that's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, Erico Clavender-Pope, thanks so much for coming on the show bet. with us tonight. And you can find more about Erico on LinkedIn and more about Nestle Purina Pet Cat at Purina.com. So that's it for our show today. We want to thank our wonderful guests, Stephanie Shelley and Erico Clavenger-Pope of Nestle Purina Pet Care. And we'd like to thank our audio engineer, Dion Simpkins, and our producer, Michelle Stucker. And thank you for listening. And if you want to reach out after the show, feel free to email us at businessradio at SiriusXM.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Business Radio 132. Remember, we're live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we are replayed several times during the week. Till then, this has been our reunion radio edition of Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn. And I'm America Sree. And this is Business Radio XM 132. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 